Hi there, welcome to the 27th row of the 30 days of 30 minute workouts. Now, I've been going through some of the ones that I really enjoyed over the 30 days, and I have to say today's workout is by far my favorite. This is the one where we break down into four minute splits and then add on a two minute sprint at the end. So you're gonna start off at 18 strokes a minute, then go up to 22, 24, 26, and then you're gonna come back down the other side of the pyramid. Then you get down to that 18 strokes a minute, you roll four minutes of that, and then you go two minutes hard at 28 strokes a minute or faster, okay? So this is one that get a really nice workout anyway, but then you get that little cherry on top, the sting in the tail, that really does give you that fantastic workout, okay? So um, whether this is a mid-intensity, I'm not too sure, it could possibly pop up into the top, so um, make sure your energy system is ready for it. But we're of course, at the same time, you have to make sure that you're warmed up for it. So let's get into that four minute Warm up, and as always, we have to set up our machine first. So in a concept two, go straight to the drag factor and set it to where you want it to be. If you have no idea where you want it to be, just set the lever between four or five. Because being on the lower side isn't the problem. Being too high and having to really heave against the stroke, that's where drag factor comes into a problem. If you don't know about drag factor, I do have a video here on the channel, though, which you can watch, and I'll give you some advice about why it's there, what to set it to, and I just talk to you for ages, to be honest. If you're on a non-concept two, please set your resistance or whatever you've got so you have have that nice feel from a stroke, but you don't feel you have to tug against it, okay? Because you don't want to pull from the front, okay? Next up, if you can, please set your monitor to eye height so you don't have to look down and you don't have to <laughs> wait. You don't have to look up and you don't have to look down. Oh dear. Um, uh, both of which will ruin your posture. And finally, if you're able to adjust the, the height of your foot plates, then please set them to a point where you can come into the front of the machine with your shins in a vertical position, okay? Because if you're set too high, it could get a little bit tough to get there. If you're set too low, you can go scooting past, the strap might cut into your toes, you lose power, can, eh, okay? Um, so, let's get into this four minute warm up. We're gonna do around about 20 strokes a minute, and I want your pace just at the start to be just thinking about enough of a push that you can get some power into the machine to connect your hand onto the machine. Kind of only really about the same amount of power as if you were standing up from a squat with no weights, okay? So it's just, for this first minute, it's just about thinking about connection. But I'll stop talking and we will start rowing and I'll explain it to you. Here we go then, in three, two, one, let's go. So yeah, so I know we're on day 27 and I'm kind of hoping that you've done a few of these so far, so you'll have heard me say this a couple of times, but it really is important as you're letting your body warm up and open up and things, that you just use this time to work on the timing between pushing with your feet and your hands connecting the handle to the machine, okay? You want both to happen at the same time. What you don't want is to come in and push first and your backside goes escaping away from you or pulling from the front and you can't get any leg power in there at all okay so push with straight arms and a forwards tilt at the same time your hands connect and that's how the power gets into the machine and surges in floods in from your feet so as you increase your power which you can do now you should feel like you're hanging off the handle slightly as you push that power in. Don't take it up too intense. I want you to hold run about 2K plus 18 if you have a 2K training pace, or run about five out of 10 effort, which I know means absolutely nothing. So I want you to just imagine you were walking up a constant flight of stairs 
So you know your heart rate will be going up. You know your breathing rate will be going up. But it doesn't feel like you're running a marathon. <laughs> and this is round about the pace or intensity feel that you'll do the 2K18 starting point from today, okay? It's gonna five out of 10 effort at 18 strokes a minute. One more stroke here. Let's put one foot on the ground. Whew. So yeah, so if you're rowing that at 20 strokes a minute with me, when it comes to doing the main row, start your 18 strokes a minute, either around that pace or maybe a couple of seconds slower. And then as you go up to the 20 strokes a minute in the main set, go three seconds faster, three seconds faster again for the 24s and five seconds faster for the 26. Change feet. And then of course, as you come back down the other side of the pyramid, you then slow down five seconds, three seconds, three seconds. But then that two minutes at the end, that's when I want you to try and go fast, okay? Don't like headless chicken, try and just sprint to the end, but really take a controlled stroke rate up, okay? Right, both feet back in, tighten those straps, legs straight, and then roll with your back and arms. So swing over your back, pull in your arms, out with the arms, rock forwards with the back. Simple. Swing, pull, push, rock. Swing, pull, push, rock, okay? The important part here is that swing is what happens first. You get used to taking up that first initial tension with the back rock. Last one there, let's roll to the front. Arms straight, forwards tilt, and just press out from the front, but not too powerfully. I want you to concentrate on holding this forwards tilt and arms straight as you drive with your legs. And I want you to think about that timing too, but really concentrate on holding this position for as long as possible as you push in those legs. Resist the urge to swing your back too soon and certainly resist the urge to pull from the front, okay? There we go, we're all done with the warm-up. So yeah, so just a brief reminder, you're starting that 18 strokes a minute at round about that 2K plus 20 pace, five out of 10 effort, then you go three seconds faster, three seconds faster, five seconds faster, then you go five seconds slower, three seconds slower, three seconds slower, and then that last 28, take the stroke rate up and take the pace up for those last two minutes, and this should be an incredible workout. But I'm gonna do exactly what I've been doing so far. I'm gonna replay the video that I shot in 2021 for this. I will see you in half an hour for the cool down and some stretching. Right, let's get into this. It's a great row, this one, and because we're changing every four minutes, it just, this half hour just goes and fast. Once you get to the 26 strokes a minute, the intensity does obviously rise, but that's what makes today's session a mid-tier rather than a bottom tier or a top tier, okay? But I'll talk to you more about this in the main row. No point letting you cool down while I talk to you now, is it? Okay, you ready for this? Cool, let's go then. In three, two, one, and we're off. So 18 strokes a minute at 2K plus, 20 to 22. Now, when I do this pace range, I quite often just like to start rowing and see what my body kind of falls into. There are days when I feel a little bit tired and 
my body will naturally just kind of sit down at that plus 21 plus 22 at 18 strokes a minute but then there are other days where or even like today I seem to be rowing at plus 19 let's slow down a bit there we go where I just slide straight into plus 20 and often it's a good idea doing it that way around let your body decide for you rather than holding yourself back with any kind of negative tired thoughts it's kind of rowing sometimes can be as much mental as it is physical when it comes to intensity to be honest I don't think that's particular to rowing even in the cycling world it's like 10% legs 90% brain sometimes when the intensity gets up then you look and think crikey I've still got 40 to 40 kilometers to go or something in a weird way when it comes to cycling it's easier when you're out on the road because you literally have to get home whereas in the world of online racing doing the Zwift thing that I do if I if I'm not feeling it I just have to climb off my bike and walk straight back into the house again but then that's why I started rowing and in the first place was to stop cycling outside that would have me out on the road for like three four hours at a time once the kids came along I'd rather spend more time with them so got a rowing machine can come out onto this and within half an hour give myself just as good a workout as a four hour bike ride and then I was lucky to see the community of Concept2 rowers and that then opened up my entire world right in five strokes time we are going to do our first increase this is a big one five seconds increase 22 strokes a minute after this stroke you ready so a bigger push from the legs will help to give you a faster drive phase and then if you just mirror that drive phase in terms of your arms coming back away from you again 
So you finish pulling the arms and then send them straight back out again. That will help with the rhythm to increase your stroke rate. I talk about ratio quite a lot where you want your drive phase to be twice as fast as your recovery. And so that means that when you put in more of a push from your legs and you have a dr faster drive phase, then your recovery phase needs to increase too. And like I say, you can help that by using your arms away to be the trigger to increase your recovery slightly. But you still want your recovery phase to be the longest part of the stroke. After all, if this was a half hour at 20 strokes a minute, then you'd be doing one second drive and two seconds recover. Which actually means for a half hour row at 20 strokes a minute, you're actually only working for 10 minutes of the row. The other 20 minutes is spent in the recovery phase. And as long as you let that phase be about recovery, then you should be able to keep that rate and intensity up there. Oh, okay, so we're into the last minute of the 22s. And then we'll go up to 24. Oh, I think I was a bit previous there. Hit 23 for a couple of strokes. Naughty. So again, just a tiny, because this is just a three second jump rather than five. You just want to increase your leg push a little bit, more force, faster drive, and two strokes time, one more, here we go, 24 strokes a minute, you should just feel the rhythm of your stroke increasing a little bit. And you'll hear the tone of your rowing machine increase 
due to the faster pace. Intensity wise, starts to get up there a little bit now. 24 is still a very, well for me anyway, 24 strokes a minute is a lovely stroke. Uh, something's happening to my microphone. Arr, come on. Oh, I'm sitting on the cable, that's what it is. Sorry. Uh, uh, and it's a rhythm that for me just everything falls into place for a 2k plus 12 pace which is what I've come down to with the pace increases across this row <coughs> says he as he slips a couple of seconds So, as we get through these faster intervals, it does become a bit more important that you get that power into the machine efficiently through that hang off the handle. Actually, to be honest, even down at 18 if you want to hit the right pace you still want to get that hang off the handle but if you don't feel that the drive or certainly the first half of the leg drive as you feeling like you're hanging off the handle with the force just going in because you're braced against the handle rather than pulling against it with your arms then it's a good idea to start looking at your body positions. Okay. Eight strokes to go. And then we're up to 26. Two more. One more. Here we go. Just push a little bit harder with your legs and that should give you that pace increase and the faster drive phase but really do 
think about getting those hands away nice and smooth but fast you want to finish as you pull in the handle at the back of the stroke and then the pace you pull it in at you should send the handle straight back out at again and that will trigger the forward lean as you tilt over your hips into that one o'clock position into the front of the machine but then only when the handle is past your knees and you're in that forward lean do you finally bend your knees to recover to the front of the machine two minutes to go on this one so the intensity for these 26s is certainly up there but it shouldn't feel like anything that you can't complete this is what I call performance endurance this isn't one of the low pace low rate fitness core foundation building paces this is about endurance at increased intensity I still wouldn't say it's necessarily hardship because it's only four minutes but if you were to give it another two or three the intensity will probably get to a point where you do need to concentrate in order to hold the pace however there's only 15 seconds left and then we slow down to 24 2 1 here we go 24 strokes a minute and 3 seconds slower than you are just rowing the 26's if possible you want to hit 
the same pace for the 24, 22 and 18 that you did on the way up the pyramid just hang in there and you will feel it get slightly easier as you go through these four minutes and then the 22s will be very welcomed as will the 18s and then the final two minutes at 28 is just they'll have a blast I mentioned the importance of the hang I didn't really explain it or how to do it and the key is to get into the right position at the front of the machine for when you start the stroke and that right position is a forward lean into the front tilting over your hips so that your shoulders are past your hips you want to slide far enough for your shoulders sorry your shins whoops shins to be in a vertical position so make sure to try to get forwards enough because if you don't quite get there or if you go way past vertical you don't quite have the body angle for the hang off the handle then arms straight might help to have a slight outwards rotation of your elbows to lock in your lats and lower your shoulders but the important part is that your arms are straight and relaxed including your shoulders okay five four three two one down to 22s and another three second decrease in pace and so a lighter push with your legs should put in less force into the machine 
and help you slow down the stroke rate too and do notice that I say right from the start that everything is about the amount of push you put from your legs I'm not talking about pulling harder on the handle and that's kind of where this idea of the hang comes in that when you start the stroke with that forward lean shins vertical arms straight and push your feet into the machine you hold that forward lean and straight arms to let the power surge up through your body up through your back through your arms into your hands which are just hooked over the handle and so all you're doing is bracing your hands against the handle and the way the flywheel or water wheel works it turns because of that force and then you go backwards as a result but think about pushing the machine away from you rather than thinking about sending yourself backwards and that will help you kind of lock in that forward lean and straight arms to get that hang off the handle and what happens with the arms is that the more power you put in from your legs the more you are braced against the handle for that hang and so that braced power when you come in to a finish at the end because your attention's up there more power means a more powerful finish with the arms you don't really need to think about the arms adding in power two strokes one more down to 18s and five seconds slower so this one takes you right back down again a chance to just have an active recovery you won't recover much 
but because the intensity has dropped by the time you get to the end of these of this last four minutes and you're ready to go into that last hard two minutes then you will have the energy and power to give even if you are feeling fatigued right now that two minutes at the end is still there I said before about there's always room for dessert which means there's always room for a sprint at the end I remember when I won silver at the British Indoor Champs I was 500 meters to go in third place and feeling very sorry for myself tired lackluster and just kept telling myself it wasn't my day but then I heard the announcer say something along the lines of there's no way Stevenson can catch the Spaniard in second place he'll have to settle for third <coughs> and my friend Luis was cruising along in second there's 500 meters to go and I just went okay time for dessert and surprised myself by how much energy how much power how much fitness I actually still had in me that I was just talking myself out of and so although I already said I won silver so I've spoiled the outcome of this story but I picked myself up went hard for that last 500 meters flew past Luis and took silver there's a guy called Timothy Mayle who won gold who is streaks ahead of the rest of the field that day so all of us were racing for silver right so time for dessert in three strokes time two one here we go then 28 so really get that power from your legs into the machine push hard with the legs hang off the handle have a powerful finish with the handle and then send it straight back out again 
and same pace you brought it in at I'm sitting at 2k pace remember get those elbows through your sides wrists flat let your arms naturally rebound after the pull in don't be tempted to overlean at the front in search for more length just keep one o'clock one o'clock eleven one eleven here we go big finish keep your rate and push harder with the legs two more one more good job how did I I'm interested in that last 145.2 for that last one which is 0.2 slower than 2k pace but I'll accept that. Well, that was fun, wasn't it? <laughs> oh, those two minutes at the end, man. They just, you, I mean, the 26 in the middle, you think um, that, that, oh, this is, this is great, got a great workout, I get to cool down. But those last two minutes, especially from that 18 where you're, everything's starting to settle down a little bit, and then you suddenly ask your body to go up, it's just such a good row. It's one really to come back to. If you ever, you're, you're stuck and you're like, I want to work hard, but I don't want to work that hard. I want to have moments. It's the perfect row. Okay, so let's get into a two-minute cool down. Uh, um, yeah, hopefully we're all we're all recovered, backside wiggled and, and whatever, so we're comfy on the seat. I'm gonna do this at round about the same pace as uh, the warm-up, uh, and then just gradually slow down. Okay, so here we go. In three, two, one, and we're off. Oh. oh. Hopefully, I can make it to the end of the video today. Last night was uh, the comeback gig of the band that I used to play with, play in 30 years ago. Uh, and my voice is absolutely shot. <clears throat> I feel like I'm speaking through gravel. I was driving, so it's not like I was, it's not alcohol related or anything. But I think just shouting above the music and singing in the band and stuff. Got a little bit of a horse throat. A tiny little horse in my throat. <laughs> anyway. So, today's row is a little bit of a shock to the system, must be said. But it's one of the good things about structure. But doing something like this, whether it's a training plan, whether it's just a series like this, or who knows, if you have basically an appointment every day to do exercise you kind of bought into something whether it's like literally money wise you bought into it or whether it's just 
the ethos of something like this 30 days thing. If you have a plan to row every day or to know when you're going to do things, it keeps you accountable. It makes that you can't just wake up and go, ah, I'm not going to do anything today. Accountability is a huge part of improvement. That's why coaches are really valuable from a hands-on point of view. I know I do this all as a kind of a one-sided YouTube thing, but that's why I've got the Facebook group and things, so you can post your results, ask, and look for that added seed of motivation, really. Because I'm there answering stuff, so feel free to join in. Right, cool down is done. You, of course, don't have to stop cooling down. You can continue if you wish, or you can join me for some stretching. If you don't have time to stretch, then please at least take a moment to stretch your uh, quads, hamstrings, and glutes. Well, when you get a chance, but not in the shower, please, because don't want you to go whoosh and fall over and hurt yourself. Nobody wants that. Or if you have time, there he is. Stretchy John with his... Ah, I wish you'd smile. <laughs> uh, he'll take you through some guided stretching if you have space for a stretching mat, or I can take you through some if you don't have space and you need to just sit on the machine and do some stretching. So, put your feet back in the plates, straps a little bit loose so you can put your toes up against them, okay? Legs straight, hands in the air, fold forwards. Oh. Um, yeah, and that should give you that nice, you should feel that kind of stretch going all the way up through your hamstrings and kind of ending up in your backside. If you start, if you feel it like kind of under your knees or if you're feeling it in your, weirdly, your calves, then something's really wrong. Um, yeah, then just shift your, your, your body position. Maybe you've kind of, you've rounded yourself down. Maybe you're, um, maybe you're not kind of, your toes aren't coming back on the straps because that does make a difference. If you have your toes pointed forwards, then suddenly it's like down the front of your, your shins that get stretched doing this one rather than, well, your hamstrings still get a little bit, but certainly. If your toes are back, it kind of stretches, especially like your sciatic nerve will get a nice stretch from here, especially if you tuck your chin down as well. And that really, with the toes back and your chin down, that really elongates your sciatic nerve and it's a good stretch for that. But be careful because you don't want to mess around with your sciatic nerve, trust me. So let's do glutes next. One leg up on the rail, bring one foot over it uh, so that the heel is on the crook of your knee and that knee, the other knee you bring across your body so you have a straight line between your face, your knee and your foot. Hold it in place with your other arm. You can use the back of the machine for a little bit of stability as you then rotate round and then um, that can spin with holding this knee in place should give you a really nice stretch in your glutes. If it doesn't, something's wrong. There's an angle or a force somewhere that you're not quite getting right. Whether it's even just holding this knee in place that's the, the cause because if you let that go loose, you'll lose the stretch in the glutes. So you need to feel that's like up nice and primed and that twist of the body just helps a li little bit too just kind of well I th I'm guessing the twist obviously pulls the glute round slightly to help with that stretch up and round let's change legs and I'll be rude and face away from you for a while so exactly the same thing just different legs and then rotate rotate uh, yeah and that should give you a nice stretch on the other side I always feel like I'm a little bit lost for what to say when I do this side because I can't look at you and it feels terribly rude. I could sing, but you don't want me to sing. Uh, I could tell you a joke, but I can't think of a, what was the, I can't remember what the Halloween jokes, the good ones were. I know I had one that I was quite happy with, but I can't remember what it was. No, sorry. <laughs> it shows, so where are we, the 27th of November right now? So that's almost four weeks. Is it four weeks exactly? No, it's Monday was it? Uh, since Halloween. Can't remember any of the jokes that, the, that all the kids came in and told me. Oh, 
I do like the, what do you call a fish with no eyes? Fish. But that was last year's joke. Let's do quads next. So stand next to the machine. You can rest one hand on the monitor if you wish. Flick one foot or your other foot behind your body and then hold your heel up, up against your backside. And then just give a little bit of a pull on your foot to just kind of create a little bit of tension through that leg into that quad and give it a good stretch. Today's workout, especially because you're going through that kind of variety of paces and the variety of stroke rates, your quads will actually take in a surprising amount of hit because that's kind of what you're using quite a lot of the time to attenuate. Let's change legs. Um, or at least that's what kind of controls the power and the stroke rate and things is how much of a push you're putting into the machine. So quite often, because you're, you're changing things up that way, um, the muscles don't get a chance to, to properly settle in because you're changing every four minutes. So that's why something like this can, you're, can sometimes feel surprisingly tough. You're like, actually, it wasn't that hard on paper. So why was it so tough? And it's because you're going through this kind of variety of different efforts. So even things like the 18 strokes a minute and 20 strokes a minute, alternating them every couple of minutes, is really valuable because your, your body doesn't get a chance to just kind of settle in and get used to it. Oh, right. Okay, let's move to hip flexors next. So one knee on the ground, am I right? Yep. Um, the foot, the toes on the foot behind, you want to put them on the ground so your heels up in the air. One foot in front of you with your knee above it. So you should have like a 90 degree angle, both legs. And then for the hip that has the knee on the ground, just push that forwards. Okay, and find a point, like push it enough forwards with a good posture. And it should then be a point where you just feel that kind of resistance, that stretch, that zing that happens into your muscle. If you don't go far enough, if you're just going to go, uh, and you don't feel it, then it's not really doing anything. The hip flex is quite a kind of an, an annoying muscle to stretch because you have to get it right. You have to really just kind of ease yourself into it and then just feel it kind of um, just, yeah, start to stretch. I mean, I know I was doing a tightening motion with my hand, but it's that kind of like, oh, I'm getting stretched. Okay, so really, if you think you have to stretch your hip flexors, stretch them properly. Okay, so same thing, other leg, good posture, just ease forwards. And again, there's a, there's a certain point when I do this where I just feel it open up. I feel it just go, it's like I'm moving and then it just goes vroom. And I just feel that hip flexor go, no, now I'm stretching, okay? Not in a pain way. It's really hard, to, like stretching, the sensation of stretching is really hard to describe, but you can just feel as you move and it's all about all the muscles are moving and then it just goes and now i'm stretching there you go that would be my yoga voice if i was a yoga teacher hang on i'll do i invite you to join me as we stretch our forearms put your hands together in front of your face push them together bring them down in front of your body continuing to push together you will feel your wrists stretch and your forearms will spread that surge of a stretch as you keep those forearms parallel to the ground and your fingers are pushing together and straight. I'm not entirely sure who I sound like. At one point I thought I was like a baddie from Star Wars, then I suddenly kind of lilted into Chris Helmsworth. But it helps that I've got that little bit of a, little bit of a gravel to my voice today. Welcome to the AMSR row along. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should do that. Just a, a video of just me breathing heavily. I bet, I bet you that happened. No, my luck. That would be the one that I'd get blooming loads of views for. <clears throat> oh, didn't your shoulders? Yeah, 
people tuning in to listen to me breathing heavily while rowing. It's like, oh, we don't care about his row long, we just want to listen to him going, <laughs> uh, It's strange, I mean, listen, I, I, I'm the first to say that the internet and YouTube is a wonderful place for what people want to watch. I mean, look, case in point, but um, some of the stuff that people want to, even, I said, I'm not even talking about the AMSR and whatever, it's like the kids' toys things. I mean, my, my kids are, now that they're older, um, uh, they don't do it as much, but they used to watch like videos of people just like unpacking Shopkins and things and then playing with them. Hello there, I'm here there, I'm a so-and-so, I'm a strawberry, let's play. And they just sit there and watch them. Change arms um, for the shoulders, sorry. I didn't even say what we're doing, so bring your, your arm across your body, hold it in place with your other arms, you get a nice little stretch into your delts. Yeah, we probably ruined our other arm because I didn't tell you what to do, but yeah. But then, you know what? If this is entertainment, the problem is is when people are just, looking for that kind of like, I, I need to be distracted every seven seconds. You know, there's a thing, you know how everyone says that, um, oh, he's got a memory of a goldfish. <laughs> They've actually done studies now. There's, they, whoever they are, um, have done studies to show that goldfish now actually have a slightly longer memory span or attention span than people. So now goldfish say, <laughs> you've got the memory of a human. See, this is all because of everyone needs it to be so quick and fast. Everything has to pop around. Um, we're going to move on to biceps next. I'm going to continue this rant for one thing, but we're going to move on to biceps next. So, um, hands behind you, whee! Um, and then rotate your thumbs outwards and that will stretch the long head of your biceps, okay? Yeah, um, I've noticed certainly over the past, uh, say 10 years or so, making TV programs where everything has had to be quicker and faster and louder and bah, you can't hold anything anymore, or at least for, for the big high-end stuff you can. Um, but for the kind of the say daytime telly or whatever, everything has to just really rattle along really fast to try and because people are just so scared of the attention span of a viewer, so everything has to kind of like it has to have music, it has to have voiceover, it has to blah blah and so blah, and it has to just kind of tumble into people because at the risk of people changing the channel, it's a little bit of a shame from my point of view making TV programs. Right, hand in the air, down your back. Okay, you see what I'm doing. So your elbow is now kind of straight in the air, but not quite. So use your other arm to then just help it back and that should give you the nice little stretch of the triceps. I apologize that today has been a little bit of a kind of a, another stream of consciousness in my head of just kind of talking to you about stuff. But again, I'm kind of hoping that for a lot of you anyway, with this being the 27th row of the series, you've been through my stretching and whatever enough that you can kind of follow me along. And I know that there's going to be a few people that have, this is the first time that you've done a row along. And so I apologize for you if you're like, hang on, can you tell me more about the stretching thing? Um, yeah, I'm sorry, <laughs> I usually do, but what you'll find, if you're new to the channel, what you'll find is that sometimes I'm very kind of on point and like, right, today we're going to row and this is what we're doing and body angles, yes, and stretch this muscle and move this here and ha. Whereas other times I just kind of, uh, I'll just start talking about stuff. And to be honest, <laughs> if there is any value to my channel at all, I think that's it. It's that I'm not, I'm not this kind of uber professional, shiny, brighty, perky thing that's reading from a script and is constantly like, yeah, let's go, let's go. I'm just, listen, I, I don't think at all, I, it's quite obvious, I don't think at all about what I say. I just kind of climb on the machine, I start talking to you and just stuff goes blah, 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 out my mouth. So yeah, um, probably, <laughs> probably I should think about what I'm going to say beforehand. But you know what? It makes it fun for me. It means I enjoy making these for you. Hopefully this is why you enjoy coming back. Hopefully you kind of click with my rather random personality. So um, in fact, in fact, well, I, I, yeah, let's just do hashtag random. I was going to say random personality, but then I'd have to think about how P-E-R-S, <laughs> um, 
yeah. Uh, so yeah, so let's, uh, if you want to use a hashtag when you're leaving a comment, just let me know you got this far through the video. Just do random because you know what, sometimes, sometimes you're allowed to be random. I think this is the, one of the, the great things actually about having kids and um, what my the eldest daughter is now 13 and seeing her go through that kind of that angst of everything. I mean, I'm now the embarrassing dad, obviously. Um, uh, but like everything has to, oh God, that's so embarrassing. I'm, oh, I'm mortified. It's just, I can't. that's not a very good impression of her, but you get what I mean. Um, and I went through exactly the same thing when I was her age. I remember my mum going, like, Mum, you're so embarrassing. Um, and, and whatever. I, but to actually kind of come full circle and actually be someone who's just like, I just don't care. <laughs> that kind of, that entire thing of being embarrassed by stuff, I just don't care. I'm more happy just to have fun and enjoy stuff. And so that's what I do with this channel. It's I just have fun and enjoy it and I hope that you click with it. So um, yeah, as we come to the closing stages of this 30 days of 30 minutes, yeah, uh, hopefully you've spent enough time with me now, um, even within uh, this series, if not the other videos, that you kind of get what I'm like, okay? The row itself is usually pretty much on point. It's this stuff where I start to just go flip. Okay, so maybe that should be the hashtag, but how the hell do you spell that? Thank you so much for doing 20, day 27. It really is, like I said, it's the, my favorite row from the series. Um, it's one really, honestly, bookmark this, uh, come back to it time and time again, because it's not only is it fun, enjoyable, it's really good for you as well. Taking you through that range of stroke rates is gonna really develop your rowing skills. So there we go. Uh, I will, so there's only uh, what, 28, 29, 30, there's only three left to go um, of this series. And then we'll kick in to the 12 days of Christmas or the 12 rows of Christmas. So I know it just, it just tumbles along. Um, but yeah, uh, let me know whether you enjoyed this one. I hope you did. Um, hopefully you'll take a look at some of my other videos. If it's not the ones before, if you haven't done any of them, uh, then it'll be like, I've got like hundreds of workout videos up here on this channel. I mean, too many to be honest. I think it's just start, starting to get to the detriment of the channel. There's just too much content up here. Um, so take a look around and see what else I've got. And uh, hopefully I'll see you one of them. Hopefully. Okay, so until another video, uh, please look after yourselves. Take care, be well, bye-bye.